Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to Conscious, a podcast where we talk about everything that nourishes body, mind, and soul in order to feel better and stronger and healthier and more content in life and with who we are. I know it's been a while since my last episode, and um, yeah, I was in Hawaii for a few months, and after that, when I came back, I've been planning and working on a lot of new projects, and um, yeah, one of them is a new cookbook that I'm so excited about. Uh, but now I'm back, I'm so glad to be back, and to all of you who have been patiently waiting, first of all, I'm sorry it took so long, but thank you so much for your patience, and yeah, I'm just really happy to reconnect with you all here. So first of all, I just want to send you a big, big virtual hug. Mm-mm-mm. I hope you can feel it. <laughs> um, yeah, just a big, big hug and just so much love your way. Um, I hope you're all feeling good. I hope you feel content and I hope you can take this next, I don't even know how long it's going to be, um, 30, 40, 50 minutes to just, you know, listen and tune in and feel into how you're feeling and I hope the information I'm going to be sharing today can be helpful for you in any kind of way. And uh, yeah, today's episode is all about how why food is a form of self-respect. As you most likely know, in my world, a lot evolves around food. A lot, a lot, a lot. (laughs) Food all day, every day. Isn't that good? Isn't that great? It's great. I think it's great. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's really something I'm so passionate about. And Today I'm going to dive into why it's not only important what we eat, but even more so how we eat, and even before that, how we treat and how we prepare the food that we eat. And that in order to nourish ourselves in all aspects of who we are, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally and in the connection with our spiritual self. Food really is medicine if we treat it as that. and. And if we show food that respect, we can not only show ourselves more respect by the way we treat it, but also nature, because nature just gives us so many gifts. And uh, the more we appreciate that, the more, you know, we can create a beautiful connection with that. So, yeah, I would say without much further ado, let's dive right in. So to start off, I'm going to give you a little backstory about how food became such a big part of my life. So ever since I can remember, I I always felt a little different, well, not just a little, a lot, a lot different. <laughs> and very often I also didn't feel understood. Or I was made fun of about, um, you know, asking weird or stupid questions. And something that I heard or still hear a lot up to this day is, Why can't you just be normal, Nadia? Why can't you just be normal? (laughs) And to my own offense, I never wanted to be normal because I always thought that that was boring. And I saw being abnormal um, as like my greatest power. And I think that counts for all of us because it allows us to feel the most alive when we're in that power of our unique self. Anyways, um, I was always in my own world, my own reality, and... Some might call it imagination or dream worlds. And my mom, she always told me, Nadia, you always have your rose-colored glasses on where you see everything bright and shiny. (laughs) But to me, it was only ever and still is up to this day a parallel reality. So it never felt less real than the reality that we all live in. And also a lot of, of this world, of this reality that we all live in just didn't or doesn't make that much sense to me. It 
it just never made that much sense in my heart. All the rules, all the injustice, all the musts and can'ts and shoulds and shouldn'ts. Because in my reality, there's nothing but harmony and we all live in peace. We all express our own individuality. We live in and with nature and and in my world, trees can fly and water can sing and clouds are beds to sleep in and telepathy and telekinesis are real. It's, yeah, whenever I'm in that world, which is a lot, by the way, most of my day, <laughs> um, it doesn't feel like imagination. I simply exist there too at the same time because we're multidimensional beings. We can't just be in one place. So if we open up to that, we can actually be in many places at once. Maybe some of you can relate to that. And yeah, thanks to a deep, deep trust that I've always felt inside of me, I knew that if I stay true to myself and don't let myself and what feels right to me be changed for the sake of what other people think or say I should or shouldn't do or be, I knew that I would find something where I can be me, where I can be naughty and express myself, express my soul through it in this world, in this reality. And then when I found my passion for cooking at the age of, uh, yeah, about only 10 years old, it allowed me just that. Because the world of food and cooking created this beautiful door between my reality and our reality. It allowed me to express myself with my feelings and emotions through the food, through cooking and that ended up in locking myself in the kitchen for hours and hours and cooking four course menus for my family and friends and really trying to create an experience for all senses around it trying to let my world come alive through the food and transmit it to the people in a form of feelings and emotions and mostly also subconscious communication it really became my way of speaking my way of communicating with my friends and family and you know I think we all have a love language we all have yeah a love language that's the simple most simple way to 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 say it and um, cooking is definitely mine it definitely became my love language it allowed me to invite people into my world and the amazing thing also about the world of food and cooking and eating is that it's a language that no one really speaks but everybody understands Everyone can identify with it. It's something very, yeah, very sensual, something that can be so full of emotions. It can make us feel alive, make us feel something that can't be described in words and language because it goes deeper than that. So to ask you a question, do you remember one of the best meals you've ever had? One of the best meals you've ever had. Mm, I don't want to make you hungry. <laughs> so what was it that made it so special? Was it just what you had on the plate or was it the whole atmosphere around it? Maybe the people you shared it with or the person who cooked it? If you think about it consciously, I'm pretty sure those meals that were some of the best you've ever had, that they made you feel something on a deeper level. And I can almost guarantee you that the secret sauce to that feeling was love because it was made with love, because you were surrounded by love, because you felt love. So. Love is going to be a big topic today, too. We're going to dive deeper into that. Um, but back to my story, um, just to finish that off. So over the years and the more I've built a conscious connection to the food and nutrition, the more I've also realized that food is so much more than what we think it is and that it's actually much more about how we treat and prepare and eat the food than it is about what exactly we eat or don't eat. Because the how has really the greatest effect on, on all of who we are. 
And the how is also where the self-respect comes in. Um, but what exactly do I mean by this and how can we look at food in a much more broader way? So at the end of the day, everything is an interplay of energy. You identify yourself with what you give into your body and you basically attract what you radiate to the outside and vice versa. So what we give into and around our body has an enormous effect on us, not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and how we can connect to our highest self. I am convinced personally that nature, plants, the sun, water, earth, fresh air are the most powerful remedies that are directly and immediately available to us. And to add to that, although I think it should be a matter of course for every living creature, in our day and age it's it's a huge privilege to even have the choice of what we want to eat and what not. And but with that also comes a personal responsibility to really take care of ourselves. And many of us um, sadly have forgotten what really is important in life and what we want from the bottom of our hearts and what truly makes us feel good because I think a large part of people just, yeah, only really exist but don't actually live. And that because they want to do justice to the given structures and dependencies of our society. And yeah, there's just so much that a lot of people think they need to live up to, but oftentimes they forget themselves. But fortunately, those those social structures, if we want to call them that, um, which can restrict us in the development of our true self and truest and biggest potential, they seem to be loosening up more and more. And the own and the free will of people seems to become more important and more present. What is happening for sure is that we're going through a big shift in consciousness. And yeah, that just can be seen and felt immensely. And this also allows us to be more open in our hearts and more conscious about everything we do and consume. And what comes with that is putting our wants and needs first and taking them seriously and also living up to them. And in combination with, with respect, with sensitivity, with compassion, with, with kindness, taking care and also setting boundaries of what we allow into our field and bodies, this is not selfish. It's a form of self-respect. And the better we feel, the better we can also make others feel. So that self-respect leads to being able to spread more love and good energy out into the world, which can then again have a positive effect on everyone, everything that is alive on planet Earth, because it goes out into our collective field and the collective field of energy that we're all in, that we're all somehow connected to. I personally also hear a lot, Nadia, how do you have so much energy? And the answer to that is because I take care of myself and not just of my body, not just of my mind. I take care of all aspects of who I am. And I don't think I, I naturally have more energy than any of anyone else would. I simply allow it to come alive by the way that I take care of myself. And I think that everyone can do that by fo focusing on, on the emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health equally and seeing everything that you do, whether it comes to food or um, what you do for work, anything to have to, to create a nice balance. And food really is something where we can kind of touch on all aspects of who we are and nourish all those aspects that can then again help us to, um, yeah, just feel better with whatever we do and, and share and spread and, and live. All right, so talking about food, let's get back to the food. 
um, and why food is a huge form of self-respect. So I want to start by asking a few questions. What exactly is food? How do we define food? Have you ever thought about that? We might think, well, it's just this, like it's these like plants and vegetables and fruits, they grow and it's nourishment and it's, it's just food. What else should it be? But is it really just that? In its pure form and essence on its own, how can we describe food? What exactly is it made from and how does it function and what does it need to even exist, to even grow, to, to be? How does it, how does it interplay and connect with, with its surroundings, with nature? What does it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so hard. It's, I can't put it into words, but if we really think about what exactly is food, it's so much more. It's a huge question. It's, there's so much movement, so much energy, so much, come and go and um, so much connection between so many things that is happening to for it to even be food and uh, also the effect that food has on us begins long before we put anything into our mouth because plants and fruits and vegetable herbs root vegetables water everything has a consciousness just like us humans we are all part of nature and nature's form of communication is energy so food not only consists of calories, but also of the DNA of old plant intelligence, which communicates with the cells of our body. So the food that we eat can therefore also program our DNA in some kind of ways. And in a cycle of energy of, of all that is, um, plants and food also absorb the energy of their environment, energies from, from thoughts, from conversations and feelings and emotions that happen around them. Um, I like to give this example. I read about it a while ago. It's uh, a 10-year-old boy made a little experiment. He, he basically grew two plants, both in the exact same place, exact same conditions, and then he watered them daily and basically gave them, yeah, the same kind of nourishment. The only difference was that when he watered the one plant, he did it with love and with affection, and he spoke kind words to the plant, and your plant, you're going to grow and you're beautiful and you're strong and you got this and I love you and I'm here for you. And to the other plant, he purposely did it without love, without much care, without affection, just kind of like, there you go, there's your water, I don't care about you. And then, surprisingly but not surprisingly, after a few weeks of doing that, the plant that he showered with love grew into this beautiful and blooming plant and the other one never started growing and died out. So that should already, you know, show enough of how much everything that is, yeah, it's just, it's all energy. It's how we treat everything and everyone that affects us in so many ways. So every living thing, every object, everything that exists carries a certain energy, a certain frequency. And we all carry our own frequency too. And the more we connect with things and places and people that match with our frequency, the better and the more alive we can feel. But the more we surround ourselves with with um, things or put things into our body that don't match our frequency, the more it can lower our vibes, the more it can drain us and kind of take the life out of us. But it's not just what happens in our presence, in our consciousness, because subconsciously we perceive so much more than what we're aware of. Our subtle perception is active 24 seven, 
all the time, day and night, also at night when we dream. And I'm sure you know this and you've experienced this. Being in certain places around certain people simply makes you feel good, makes you feel alive, makes you feel energized and recharged. And then other places simply make you feel uncomfortable or drained or or people just, yeah, kind of suck the life out of you and you don't even know why exactly. And that is exactly that subconscious communication of frequencies. Many of us, though, because we live so much in the outside and do what we think we should, but not actually what we want, have lost the connection to even be able to feel our own frequency or connect with it in order to be able to to kind of try to listen to that subconscious communication. And it's the exact same with food. We eat all the energy that fruits and vegetables and herbs and root vegetables have have absorbed from their very first spark of life. So if you look at each food like unique being and feel into how do different foods, um, how does this food feel, how does this food feel that we consume, then we can consciously have more influence on what we choose to allow into our bodies and therefore what we choose to allow to affect us and in what kind of way, of course. So I'm going to give you a practical example of how I personally choose the food um, that I that I eat and how I prepare it and how I cook and cook cookie and how I eat it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like 3:30 a.m. I promised you I'm gonna upload this at 7 a.m. and um, I'm gonna do this. Okay, <laughs> practical example. First, let's go shopping. Let's go food shopping. Aye. So I'm going to dive deeper into what I look out for when it comes to what foods um, exactly that I choose and which ones I don't. Um, but um, first I want to do this from a more energetic point of view. So when I get my food, when I buy my food, I try to be as conscious as I can possibly be about what I choose. And for that I tune into my intuition. I I kind of tune into my gut feeling, my inner voice, my frequency to choose only the foods that match that. I basically let my heart speak through my mind because the heart always knows what the mind can't explain. (laughs) So let's say I'm standing in front of the apples. Although almost all of them look the same, I let my inner voice guide my hand and kind of choose the apple or apples that feel energetically charged and positive. The ones that my heart, through my mind, tells me that feel good. So it's like here I can't fully describe how exactly to do it because it's a feeling that is very individual for all of us. But what I'm saying is that if you listen to your intuition with the intention to choose what matches your frequency, you will know and feel exactly what I mean. And it it takes a bit of practice, but the more you do it, the easier and more natural it becomes because... It's like, yeah, now, like now as I'm speaking, I'm kind of moving my hands and they're just kind of flowing around because, yeah, when I go food shopping, this is kind of what happens. My, my, my body and my soul just kind of communicate with, yeah, with everything. And then my hand just kind of chooses or don't, doesn't choose. So to go back to the apples, sometimes even if all the apples look good on the outside, but none of them really feels good, I'm just going to choose something else. Maybe the pears feel better, or I don't know, the what is in season right now, the figs. Mm, yum, figs. I want figs. I have figs in the fridge. Okay, I shouldn't do this at 3 a.m., but <laughs> maybe the figs do feel better. I'm going to try one later. 
And I know this might sound um, quite extreme to some of you, but if we have the opportunity to only choose what feels good compared to many others in the world who don't have it, as I said before, then why not see it and take this opportunity as a chance to, to take better care of ourselves? Why not choose what feels alive to make ourselves feel more alive? All right, so now that we you know, chose those ingredients according to um, our intuition, our frequency, let's go on to preparing the food. Preparation time. All right, so when it comes to preparation, there's um, different scenarios that can play out. First, let's go with the one where you have all the food that you consciously chose ready in front of you. So the more you cut and wash and stir and mix and fry with love and affection, with devotion and mindfulness and appreciation and presence, the more you let all that good energy flow into every step you make, the more you can also charge the food with that energy. On the other hand, if you cook full of stress and impatient without much love and just kind of like blah and, and without much presence, then you also charge the food with that energy. So what I want to say here is whatever you energetically give into the food while you prepare it is what you will also consume when you eat it afterwards. Again, this mostly happens on a kind of fine-tuned subconscious level, but what affects us subconsciously is the main ingredient that it reflects on how we feel and act and behave on the outside. All right, and then the other scenario that can play out, let's say, if you use ingredients that might not be the freshest or that you didn't choose yourself or that you maybe chose yourself, but maybe you were in a rush without feeling, really feeling into the, the foods that you choose, um, you can still positively charge the foods to a certain point if, but only if, if you cook them with love and appreciation, with that presence, with that respect and mindfulness. So whatever the case is, the more love, the more, um, yeah, just love. I'm just going to say love for everything that is entailed in love because love is everything that is like good and positive and beautiful. So the more love you pour into the preparation, the more we can charge the food with that love and in return, nourish ourselves with that again. And by nourishing ourselves with that again, I mean eating. And that brings me to the next step, the best part eating yummy mm. <laughs> so the way we eat can either break the cycle of all that mindful preparation or it can uplift it even more to help us um, feel even better overall how to do that though so once I cooked my food I always take a moment to to take a few deep breaths first just kind of kind of slow down and then I thank the dish for providing me with energy and I also thank nature and um yeah just kind of let's say we have a tomato on the tomato tomato on the plate so I kind of just imagine like what did this tomato need and have to go through to to kind of turn into this beautiful fruit so I kind of imagine its whole life and all the energy that was put into that tomato and that just makes me appreciate that tomato so much more so I just thank all the food on my plate and also thank myself for the time and effort and love I put into cooking the dish 
And then I set the intention and try to visualize how the food is going to nourish my whole being, my spirit, my mind, my body, all my cells, all the way up to my fingertips. Again, for some of you, this might think like, Nadia, you're freaking crazy. This is totally exaggerated, but it does make a huge difference. It really does. We might not feel it consciously, but subconsciously, it makes a huge difference. And I'm not saying you have to sit there and and be like, thank you, thank you, thank you for 10 minutes and um, just be like, yeah, just a few deep breaths to slow down. A quick moment of gratitude can already be enough, but it has to be honest and you have to mean it from your heart. And with that gratitude and respect you show to food and yourself, you can create this beautiful connection and bond to the food. Try, try to imagine it like a stream of light. I always kind of like between my... Yeah, kind of like my head and my my plate. I see this like stream of light and it's filled with love and and it almost feels like sometimes the food kind of smiles at me. I can kind of feel its aura connecting with mine and um yeah, this just shows me that the food that I eat will have an have an effect not just on how I feel physically but also on my, you know, on my on my soul, on my spirit, on my emotions, on on my mental health, everything. But here comes the big but, not the but, but, but the but with one T, but, but, the one but. <laughs> so if you sit down with the food on your butt <laughs> um, and simply start eating without really being present, let's say you're on your phone, you're watching TV, then you don't really make this connection that can nourish you on all levels. The food might nourish your body, nourish you physically, but certainly not emotionally, mentally, and spiritually if you don't make that connection. And I get it. Sometimes we're just not in the mood. We're just hungry. We had a long ass day and we just want to eat and get it over with. But it takes so little to make such a big difference. And we often forget that we're not just a body that moves through this world. We're so much more. We, we have a soul living inside of us and, and a mind that makes us realize that connection between the body and the soul. It's like, yeah, it's a whole thing. The more we, do whatever we do, trying to respect and take care of all aspects equally. The more we can come into balance with the fullness of who we are and can also be and act and live from that. And that is, that is living to me. That is living from, from fullness, from, yeah, just all of who we are. That is a beautiful thing. And, uh, yeah, something else that I also want to add to the eating part. Um, let's say you go eat out somewhere at a restaurant or a takeaway. You're, yeah, you simply don't have the chance or the time to cook it yourself. So you basically have no idea what the quality of the ingredients is or who cooked it and what mood that person who cooked it cooked it with. So let's say if that person cooked it with, um, yeah, just very stressed in a bad mood with heavy energy, this is all energy that is stored in the food. And that's why it's even more important that when you eat out at a restaurant, wherever it is, that you try to recharge the food you eat with with gratitude and with love before before consuming it because otherwise you just kind of mindlessly consume everything that's in that is in there and if you show that gratitude that love first you can kind of shift the energy of the food you can match it more to your own frequency and to something that you deserve to give yourself I personally have the hard time sometimes eating out because 
I feel very quickly and I'm very sensitive towards, yeah, just the energy in food, um, if the food was made with love or without love. And um, if I feel it wasn't made with love, of course, I try to recharge it with good intention, with my own energy and everything. But sometimes it's just too much. It just feels too heavy. Um, simply also because I cook so much myself with with that intention of love from beginning to the end so that it's just a huge difference, you know, and then it's just comes just too much. And again, some of you might think I'm crazy, but to me, this is a respect that I want to give myself, one that I deserve because I know that whatever I put into my body has an effect on me. And if it's not something that feels good, why would I put it into my body? So to wrap up the, um, you know, preparation, uh, no, the getting ingredients, the preparation and the eating part, um, in a short sentence. So the more mindful you go about when it comes choosing the food, preparing the food, cooking and eating it, the more love you pour into each step, the more kind of fine tuned, um, yeah, just intuition work. Um, magic of your of your soul <laughs> you put into each step the more nourishment and respect you give yourself to to really keep your energy high and your frequency high and just to recharge yourself all right so now we talked about more of the energetic way of how to go about when it comes to you know choosing the food um, and making it. But now let's talk a little bit about um, what I look out for when it comes to to the choices of uh, I make of what food to buy. So when I go shopping, what do I get? What do I not get and why? Let's dive into that. So one, two, three, three, two, one. All right, so in general, the fresher and the more natural ingredients, the better. This is just a simple rule. This is just, I don't want to call it rule because I said I don't like rules. I'm still standing by that. So this is just, let's just call it a fact. The fresher and the more natural the ingredients, the better. And then for fruits and vegetables, for example, I go after the rainbow principle, which means the more colorful, the better. And all those beautiful colors of fruits and vegetables, they have tons of nutrients and vitamins that our body craves and needs. So if you can kind of buy the rainbow, then you're already um, going into the right direction. Then I try to get all my fresh produce at the local market as often as I can, because there it's really the most natural as it can get. So if you have the opportunity to shop at the local market, I can only recommend it. It's First of all, it's beautiful to see all the beautiful fruits and vegetables displayed and Oh, it's just, I just love it so much. Um, and yes, it might make, take more time than just running into the supermarket after work, but it's definitely worth it. Plus, it supports the small farmers of the region and it gives you the chance to consume products that are much more local um, than the ones at the supermarket. And the difference in quality and taste is like the difference between day and night. It's honestly crazy, like a freaking, um, I don't know, like head of lettuce lasts for like two weeks from the market if you get it at the supermarket it's just kind of yeah just dies out very quickly and that has to do with you know if if all those um let's say let's take the salad as an example as i said before 
if a salad is like grown in a huge production plantation and then treated with chemicals and grown into a certain size against um, its natural development and then kind of endowed with certain characteristics and picked by soulless machines, it loses so much of its liveliness. And then if it's packed in plastic, basically depriving it of oxygen and transported into huge trucks over long distances until it ends up on the shelf and then finally also processed and, and cooked without love, without, without appreciation, then it's not going to taste as much like, like much anymore. It's just going to, yeah, it just, it's a huge difference. So if you, if you can get a freshly harvested salad or just fruits and vegetables from the market, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's just amazing. And just the taste, the texture, the, the color, the, the shape, the size, it's just, yeah, I can highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, and what I want to add to that, I also shop at the, at the supermarket sometimes for fresh produce. I can't make it to the market every day. It's not open every day too. And I often just get food and groceries every day. Um, but as I talked about it before, I try to be very conscious and let my intuition guide me to really only choose the products that feel alive. Even if that means I have to touch 10 apples until I find one that feels alive and strong. <laughs> All right. And then next up, um, is, um, oh yeah, let's go from the market to the farm. So the best thing, of course, would be to become independent, to have a large, beautiful garden and to kind of eat farm to table. And this way we would be able to fully control the production from A to Z and just take care of it with love until it's ready to harvest. But um, yeah, this is not yet, not yet, I'm saying not yet, possible for most people. And it's it's one of my personal goals to one day be fully self-sustaining. And I know it's coming, but it's still a long way. And I think it will also entail a lifestyle change and maybe a change in where I live. So we'll see. But that's definitely something that I dream and hope and wish for. And one day it will be, it will be here. <laughs> um, and then from the market, from the beautiful fresh produce, let's go back to the supermarket that is full of, of products with a lot of ingredients that we don't know. So. What I can give you as a tip when you go shopping at a supermarket with, uh, for, for foods like, I don't know, chocolate, granola, um, chips, uh, condiments, uh, all those things. Try to read the labels. And if you don't know an ingredient on the label, I personally wouldn't buy it. So if it's all just good ingredients, let's say, um, let's take a granola, there's oats, there's, maple syrup, there's maybe a little cinnamon, a little salt, maybe there's some coconut oil, um, there's some nuts, that's beautiful. But if there's like some things like E this or anything with E, just I would leave my fingers off of it. Like anything that you don't know, I would put it back and, and I would do it because it's a form of self-respect. Um, it might give you a short pleasure um, all those things with all those ingredients are, let's say, a Snickers bar. Um, it might taste good, but um, I'd rather, you know, say no because I know it's worth it to feel better in the long run. All right, and the next step, as most of you might know, I eat plant-based for 
about four and a half years now, and it makes me feel great. I love it because also I cook so much. I know so many ingredients. I love to try new things. And um, I think everyone should decide for themselves what makes them feel good and what not. Um, but when it comes to animal products, um, you also consume all the energy that the animal has absorbed from basically from its birth up to up to his death. So here, a lot of gratitude and the best quality you can possibly get as organic or even local as possible is even more important. If I were to still eat animal foods, I would try to kind of connect to the spirit of the animal first and start by kind of giving it thanks and, and sending lots of good and healing energy so that I can first create that um, connection from, from soul to soul and then give it thanks so that it can kind of have a positive effect on on the meat or whatever it is, if that makes sense. So there I think it's really, really um, important because um, animals, they really, yeah, through their whole lives absorb a lot of energy. And if we mindlessly consume that, it's it's within us. So um, let's be very careful there if, if you eat animal products too. So all in all, the more natural and pure the food is in its original form, the shorter the way from the field to the plate, the better. The more colors, the better. The more vitamins, the more nutri nutrients. And the more you cook yourself, the more you know exactly what's in the food and the more you can positively charge the food with good energy. But now some of you are prob probably wondering two things. First, I don't have time to get all my ingredients and I certainly don't have time to cook every day. Like. Who's got time for that except you, Nadia? <laughs> and secondly, I can't afford to buy like good quality organic ingredients. So to the first point, no time, in my opinion, is not an excuse. In my opinion, time is always a choice, always a matter of priority. You always find time for what you make time for. And then once you realize that how good it can make you feel overall when you really take care of what you eat, how you eat it, how you prepare it, it will feel more like a want than, than a should or a must. And becoming passionate about food and cooking simply is one of the most beautiful things, let me tell you. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased. I'm definitely biased. But to me, it's like meditation. It's a way to connect with myself, a way to slow down. It's it's a way to recharge, a way to feel and show gratitude to do something good for myself and also others if I cook for others. Just, just so much that brings so much uh, positivity and uplifting energy into my life. And Let's say if you cook three meals a day, simple meals that take about 20 minutes to make, simple and healthy meals, don't take long. Let's add some cleaning to that and getting the food, so let's say about two hours a day. So two hours a day that you invest into getting the food, cooking the food, and cleaning. Um, that's not even 10% of your whole day, not even 10%. So you have to ask yourself if that's worth it to you and if maybe you can cut back on other things that, um, you know, you spend time on, like, let's say a good example that we take, spend more time on that we, that, that we want, social media, or maybe reading the news, watching TV or Netflix. So just ask yourself, what is it worth it to you? And then I'm pretty much 100% sure you're going to find the time also because you're going to feel the benefits of it. And that's going to make the time not like, oh, I have to invest this time, but I want to invest this time. 
And then secondly, to the price question. So I personally like to spend a little more money on the food that is full of life and as natural as possible. And in return, I maybe say no to other things. Because for me, nutrition really is the basis of my overall health. What what I put into my body, this really, ugh, I said it like 20 times in this episode, but it has an effect on everything we are and do and how we act and how we how we how we express ourselves everything really everything so i'd rather invest in my wellness now than having to invest in my illness later i'd rather invest in my wellness now than having to invest in my illness later and good quality products can but don't always have to be a question of cost healthy food doesn't necessarily have to be more expensive it goes a bit together with the with the time aspect so as an example if you, mm, what can I take? Oh, granola. I talked about granola before. Let's take a granola. If you love granola for breakfast and buy a box of granola for, let's say, seven Swiss francs, dollars, it's about the same, you maybe have eight portions in that. But if you buy oats and nuts and seeds and so on that you need to make your own granola, if you buy it in bulk, even better, even cheaper, um, let's say for about $20, then you can make about four boxes of granola and that makes it cheaper than getting the sorbet granola. So there's always ways. This is my life motto. You'll always find a way. If it's worth it to you, there's always a way to make it work. And to start something new, to make changes is never easy, but once you pull through with consistency until you feel the benefits, it's going to be 100% worth it. I, I can almost promise you it's going to be worth it. And the biggest risk you can take is really not taking a risk at all. So just just give it a try. Just give it a try. And and also things like, you know, like like vegetables and, and oats and grains and rice and brown rice. or it, it doesn't have to be more expensive. Of course, if you get all the superfoods like quinoa and chia seeds and all that stuff, this is going to be more expensive than like the the very cheap foods, but you don't have to get all of that in order to eat healthy and good and nourishing food. You don't have to. So what is it worth it to you to maybe make those changes um, that might help you, most likely will help you to just feel better in the long run. It's four o'clock in the morning. Good morning, everyone, to the morning show of Nadia. Oh, gosh, I really shouldn't be doing, be doing this in the morning. I get like all, but maybe let me know if you like my 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 side when I'm kind of joking around because I can't fully focus. <laughs> then I can keep doing more episodes at night. Um, so yeah, one last thing I want to touch on that I get asked a lot is about emotional eating. Um, yeah, I just get a lot of messages from people like, how do you deal with that? And, and, uh, food is kind of like an escape place for me. And I think I'm going to make a whole new episode about the whole topic about, um, yeah, just emotional eating, unhealthy and toxic food relationships, because it's a huge topic itself. Um, but to touch on it for those of you who are struggling with emotional eating, um, here's how I see it just in a very short and compact way. So Emotional eating to me seems like a lack, like there's a lack in other areas of life that you try to compensate through the food. So I would start by asking yourself, how do I really feel? How do I feel? How does my heart feel? And what in my life feels good and what doesn't? 
What are the feelings and emotions that I feel before I start to emotional eat, before, before I start to fall into that? So try to get to the root of that feeling that makes you want to compensate through the food. Maybe it's because you're stressed, maybe um, you have emotional trauma coming up, maybe you feel lonely or sad, maybe someone you love just passed away, maybe a relationship um, just broke up. So um, try to think of some things instead that bring you joy. Maybe it's dancing, maybe it's going out in nature, maybe it's painting or just spending time with friends. So the next time when you feel like you're about to start to emotional eat, Try to kind of shift your focus to one of those things instead that bring you joy and then try to do one of those things instead to fill up your cup this way. I understand food can be a comfort place and and, and an escape place even. But if we want to kind of have a healthy relationship with food, um, not trying to compensate our feelings and trying to work on our feelings that are hard in other ways through meditation, time in nature, whatever it is, um, can really help us to, to heal our relationship with food and not see it as something that we need and use as a place of escape, but as a place of filling ourselves up and nourishing ourselves. So yeah, as I said, this is only um, a little touch on it on the emotional eating part um but I, I hope it you know had a little bit of information in it that might help you to just get to the root of that feeling try to find something else before you start to emotional eat to do instead that fills you up and then have kind of food as a separate thing to nourish you and fill you up to kind of give you more energy to also get out of those situations in life that don't make you feel good and lead to emotional eating if that makes sense All right, my beautiful friends, I uh, hope um, you're not tired of listening yet. <laughs> um, to finish off, I want to ask you a few questions, not just in regard of what I just talked about, emotional eating, but in regard of your whole connection with food in general. So maybe you want to take a little piece of pen and pa piece of pa piece of paper and piece of pen. Oh gosh, piece of pen and paper piece of paper and pen take it piece mm, Nadia okay I'll try this again <laughs> maybe you want to take a piece of paper and a pen uh, to write your thoughts down and simply get a clear idea of what role exactly food plays in your life and how and if you can um, change something about it um, you can also just think about it in your head or you just write it down on your notes but I think those questions are going to help you to, to kind of get a clearer idea of where you're at in your relationship with food. So what importance does food play in your life and why? Is it more a means to an end, meaning the main reason you eat is to satisfy the feeling of hunger? Or is it just something that you see as nourishment just for your body, just physically? Is food pure enjoyment for you or perhaps more of a must? And does food feel like a best friend to you, just an acquaintance, a stranger, or maybe almost like an enemy? And what are you willing to do or change so that you can see food more as a holistic source of energy to really nourish your body, your mind, your soul, your spirits? 
What changes are you ready to make to become more conscious about the food that you put into your body? What changes feel right to you in that moment after listening to this episode? What felt right for you to 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 change in your life about your relationship with food and about how you treat and prepare and eat food? So just, you know, as the day goes on, just think about those questions and um, try to be really, yeah, get really mindful about it and and ask yourself questions too, like, what does food really mean to me and 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 what what do i think i should change or what do i think i need to change and then i think um yeah this can just be a beautiful journey that you can start to to um bring something beautiful into your life and make this beautiful connection with food that can really be just like medicine as i said in the beginning all right everyone i think we slowly get to the end i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you were able to take something positive on your path that can be helpful for you um this is my my actually my own and biggest intention to just hopefully share something that makes you feel better about yourself and um please know that everything that i talked about um there might be good days and other days where you just don't feel like you want to think the food and don't feel like you want to cook and so on and I have them too sometimes but we all deserve to feel good about ourselves and we all deserve to feel at home within ourselves and no one can take better care of ourselves than we can it's our own responsibility to do what whatever we can to to make ourselves feel good and a conscious and mindful approach to food not only shows us a lot of self-respect but it can add so much to our lives to to make us glow and shine and just live from a place of inner and outer strength, a place of more love, more compassion, a place where we can really be and live in more harmony between between the body, the mind, and the soul. So for your week, for the rest of your day, I wish you all the best. I'm sending you another big, big virtual hug. And uh, yeah, if you like this episode, in case you feel like it, let me know what you thought about it. Send me a DM, send me a comment. I always love to hear back from you. It's uh, always very special to me. Sometimes I feel like, is even anyone even listening? Hello, hello. <laughs> but I know there's a lot of like quiet listeners, but that's okay. You don't have to. But I would just be um, excited to hear back from you. And if you want to share it, of course, on social media, um, don't forget to tag me. I always love to see that too. And lastly, if you want to write a review on Apple Podcasts, um, that also would be really nice, but you don't have to just, I already thank you in advance in case you do. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sending you so much love. I'm spreading my arms here. Um, only have my microphone to hug, but <laughs> I'm hugging you virtually again, as I said, and I'll connect with you again in the next episode. So yeah, until then, goodbye everyone.